When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. And this is the podcast where comedians talk about crazy, weird, wild stuff. Today, we're talking about cooking up some student loan debt. Oh, hell yeah. That's great. Yeah, this, this is, is current. A, this is a very current. It's in the news. We're excited to be talking about it. Uh, we will, of course, be coming up very shortly at the uh, Mind Under Matter uh, festival here in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you're in the area, want to come here live podcast. I might be doing some stand up. Yeah, a lot um, of great stand up. A lot think, of great. I think there's a lot more people on doing stand up than what's currently on the bill. So that's no, that's exciting. true. I'm not on so the bill. You're not on the bill. Uh, he said he had a spot for me. I'll see if I do stand up. Um, I think Mello will be there. Yeah. for stand up. Mello, I think Mello's going to be our guest, which is great. So yeah, you guys uh, love uh, when we have Mello on Mike Mello, of yeah. course, on the pod. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. You can come for the day. You can come for the weekend. Thank you always to our patrons. Uh, we really, really appreciate you supporting us and also those listening. Um, and I'm excited for this topic today and uh, great to have on the pod with us a New York City comic who just came back to Raleigh, North Carolina, where he uh, he grew up. Please welcome uh, Ryan Brown. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Oh, wrong button. Here, this one. There, there we go. There I'll give you a beer crack. We started early and we usually crack them, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I cracked mine before we even started. <laughs> I, it, was so, a, it was a yeah. day. It was yeah. a day. Uh, my yeah. kids are all back in school, uh, which is uh, seems like it'd be a good thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of school yeah. supply shopping. I've been real busy. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was. Dry. I thought about you on the way here. Uh, I normally don't think about you, Justin, but today Thanks. I did. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I was full of anxiety because uh, I think as you get older, like there's always. Uh, someone in your life that's like either you know is getting older and you have to deal with that or there's oh, always yeah, something right. and i was like i don't know how justin fucking has kids i would lose my mind i would uh, be on so many yeah. drugs all the time i can't oh i, I can't fathom uh, <laughs> that's the secret <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. i'm on yeah. a lot of drugs that helps yeah it's it's just like it's just stressful because everybody's getting home a different way we got a kid driving to school and uh monday morning first day of school 6 40 in the morning knock on the door in the morning and we're like yeah that's weird and uh, my 16-year-old looks out the peephole, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, hmm. And I'm like, I look, and I'm like, can I help you? And, and it was our neighbor who's got a sophomore in high school who was having a meltdown. And they oh, were like, boy. we have to go to work, and we're just doing tough love, but can your son drive her to, Holy to school? And wow. They're good friends. Wow. So we were just like. But you didn't recognize your neighbor? Well, she's African-American. The porch mm-hmm. light wasn't on, and it's 640 uh, in the yeah, morning, and it's like, I I know that's probably a, a racist joke in there somewhere, but I like I, I no yeah I yeah no, I was disoriented. Like, I think it's uh, accurate. I think it's uh, I yeah. mean I mean very film dark crews. skin. Let me just make sure I'm okay. covering my base. She's yeah really sure. great friends. Her, her older son and my son are yeah. he graduated. We're good 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 friends. Yeah. But lighting can be tough. Yeah. Film crews have to shoot different scenes. Yeah, with we have like white an people alcove. In cove. We have a dark alcove. And yeah. you're looking through a peephole. Peephole. It's all yeah. warped and yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. Like, I, like yeah, it was, it was Did, that wide angle. Yeah, yeah. Do they have very things, wide angle? Do they have, uh, I'm going to get a mask that's a opposite wide angle mask so I look normal in peepholes. 
Oh, that's a good yeah. idea, man. That's yeah. the legit way to do it, right it there. It like you're inside. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Candyman. Yeah, Candy exactly. Man. Yeah, that sounds like something you get for like three easy payments. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. As seen on uh, on the podcast. back of a yeah, on the back of a comic book. They oh, had yeah. The coolest shit on the back of comic books. When yeah, I yeah. You got a floating car. Yeah. Oh, you do remember that X-ray ba- back of Popular Science? They would teach you how to make a hovercraft, hovercraft. out of a, with a, a, vacuum, a vacuum vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I made one of those. In Did school. you? Lucky, I wanted one. Man, yeah. win the it was not fair. that. No, no. The thing about a hovercraft, your dream hovercraft as a kid does not require a vacuum to be no. attached to it at no. all times. No, it's not plugged in. Like you, right. You yeah, you got to be able to hover beyond the. The plug, a, leash. a leash. Yeah, you're hovering with, <laughs> yeah. within a very tight radius. Yeah, it's not yeah. nearly as exciting. No. Yeah. You know, it's not exactly yeah. Marty McFly no. style hovering. I never thought, but extension cords have got to be on the decline, right? I don't know. I mean, they might. Back in the day, man, you had like, every house had about 400 yards of extension yeah. cords in it. Because you just didn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think my house has sockets everywhere. But back in the day, there were like oh, yeah. four sockets per house. Mm-hmm. You were... Running extension cords into the attic, out yeah, a window, down. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's what? no like uh, they haven't made that wireless yet, though. So, I mean, there's oh, more, there are more sockets, I think, in the newer homes. Yeah. But, but a lot of stuff is wireless, though. Right. But it still has to plug into something. Right. That's like, what's bullshit about it. Oh, uh, OK. I get I, I feel like my like motion lights are all wireless, but they're but they're battery operated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get one in your porch. Oh, that's you good. Now we have a porch light, but we, that's just not motion. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, we're already off the rails. We, we, that's how this goes. I well, like Ryan, it. you're you're uh, you were in New York City for a long time. Yeah, but you started doing comedy in Raleigh, where you grew up. You're back now, and we are very excited to have you. I'm excited to be back. You it's got student great. loan debt. I did. I actually Biden? don't anymore. Biden helped you out. Or I no? didn't. I I paid it off. The, the old fashioned way. Republican nice. way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I worked hard <laughs> yeah. and got Were you some pissed? money from my grandfather. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, that, <laughs> that helped tremendously. But I'm not going to mention that part. I'm self made, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> you never do hear any Republicans or people say that, do they? Like, I worked, I paid mine off with the help of my very wealthy family. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I think you asked if I was pissed about like the, yeah, were you pissed the forgiveness here? Yeah. No, not really. Like, Cause it's like, okay, all these people are, you know, catching a break, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, but it's no different than somebody who took out loans and, and has a wealthy family member to pay off all of it. Right. Or, or or just had wealthy enough family. They didn't have to take out loans in the first place. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of people who have it better and and worse than me for reasons that are, that are not in any of our control. Absolutely. And I just look at it as more of that. Yeah. That's how I, yeah. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't get under my skin. No. Yeah. Right. I I haven't. I haven't seen anybody like out celebrating like like if you won ten thousand dollars in the lottery, like you might see somebody out like, well, why is that guy buying shots? He's like, he won ten grand today in the lottery. Yeah, but everybody's just like, it is, no, I just don't owe as much next month. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, right? I, yeah, like, yeah. I, I Didn't have they less payments. cap it too, though, in terms of interest as well? There's a bunch nice. of there's a bunch of stipulations which yeah. we actually will okay, talk cool, today cool. a little bit about as we cook up some student debt. Mm. And speaking of cooking, I want to play a clip okay. and see if either of you remember this late night TV commercial as well as I do. Okay. So play the, play the clip, Shane. Let's see. Take charge of your future and get a degree from the Cordon Bleu College of Culinary Arts. 
Le Cordon Bleu combines a modern education with classic technique to help you prepare for a successful career in the culinary industry. It's smart, practical, and exciting. <laughs> so take charge and pick up the phone now. Call now for a free brochure. Operators are standing by. Call 888-262-7777. That's 888-262-7777. And they are not a sponsor, unfortunately. They're not. But do you do you remember those? I've never seen this in my life. Oh, never. really? But no. Wow. I, I think I have a new career path. Hell yeah. Me. It's exciting. Exciting. It's <laughs> yeah. practical, right? Mm-hmm. It's named after, why would you name your business after a food? That no, 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 was no. what struck me <laughs> yeah. as well. You're, you're, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> okay. le, le, le Cordon Bleu is a famous French uh, experience for food. Like, I don't know oh, what it literally okay. means, but it it is a very famous culinary school. And when you think of chicken cordon bleu, that comes from oh, Le Cordon oh, Bleu. We're the, so, we're the dumb Americans. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah, so yeah. you're saying pigs in the blanket is can be traced back to lay pigs in the blanket? Lay pigs, lay okay. swine. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it. I mean, it's a very famous French school, but I think the dish... Chicken Cordon Bleu epitomizes to me what I think of with French cuisine because it sounds very. Uh, chicken Cordon Bleu is a piece of chicken wrapped in cheese, mm-hmm. battered and deep fried. Like I, I don't think French uh, French food is Southern food. It is <laughs> yeah. it is fried right. cheese with lots of cream, and it's it's the, the the best food, but it's also like just so bad for you. It's so bad for you. That's yeah, why they that's smoke. why it's good. Yeah, it's all cheese. Yeah. And it's, but they have better, it's like better PR than the Southern food has. Right, right, right. Like right. Somehow it became the, the yeah. peak, the right. pinnacle of culinary excellence. Right. Right. I mean, I think French fries are the epitome of French food in some ways. Really? Like just take a potato and just, mm-hmm. just dump it in grease and <laughs> yeah. people will it's eat it. It's fair food. It's a yeah, it, French fair. Yeah. <laughs> Le fair. <laughs> Le fair. Um, well, Call they, them frites yeah. and, and everybody <laughs> thinks they're, they're special. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, what happened with uh, Le Cordon Bleu in uh, that commercial and how that came about was that it's actually, we're not really talking about this. It's actually kind of a cool story where like Le Cordon Bleu, uh, the, the culinary school, very, very famous. And then they're, they're part of what makes one family extremely wealthy. One of their uh, sons got got like kind of like inherited the Cordon Bleu company. Okay. And he was like trying to prove himself. So he was like, I'm going to make this, you know, really, really wealthy. I'm going to make my name on this. So what he did was he licensed the name Le Cordon Bleu to culinary institutes all around the country. Smart. Right? Franchise. Uh, so he was like, we can, we've can. we built this reputation of Le Cordon Bleu as the, the creme de la creme. Now let's water it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's water Yeah, yeah. yeah Which yeah. Like, creme de la creme just means the cream of the cream. Yeah, Which again, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like... It's again, French food is just really, really Southern. Yeah. <laughs> What's it need? More butter. More the butter, butter of the butter. That's right. The butter's butter. Uh, so so they start licensing Le Cordon Bleu to American culinary schools all over the country. That one, the commercial here was for the Atlanta, Cordon Bleu Atlanta, but they had one Le Cordon Bleu San Francisco, which prior was the, the California Culinary mm. Institute or Academy or something. And they just kind of kind of stamped them with Le Cordon Bleu. And now they're these famous French yeah. schools that teach the French way of cooking. And they still exist. Uh no. Because oh. of what you're about to oh, hear. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. okay. But they were they were good schools. Like they uh, weren't no. I mean they well, weren't good like Trump University. They were I mean, not good right, schools. Right. Um, <laughs> well, uh so they started this blitz of advertising 
these schools to recruit people. Now, why you ask? Well, because if you remember, this is going on in like the mid 2000s, uh, 2000 up until about 2010, 11. And like, that was like the age where a lot of celebrity chefs sort of came back in vogue. Right. Oh yeah. Like so Bobby Flay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was Emerald Legacy. Oh, yeah. Remember like that was a like peak bam yeah. and Anthony Bourdain. That's when Gordon Ramsay first started like coming on the scene. Like, Celebrity chefs, all of a sudden, and this is this actually is true of all industries. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, television drives interest in a particular industry. So, so for example, I don't know if you guys watched The Bear, the new yeah, yeah it's great, it. it's great, so yeah. good. I a hundred percent think it will cause another resurgence in like gritty cooking shows, oh, and yeah. people will start wanting to work in kitchens, yeah, because they. Even though that's a kind of a gritty show, they will yeah. people will see it as like this is kind of cool. Yeah, they romanticize it. They right? romanticize yeah. it, and yeah. that's what they do. Every time there's a successful law firm show, like The Practice or something, law school applications spike. Whenever there's a successful cop show, cop right. like police academy, it's like She Hulk, there's going to be more right. lawyer right. superhero. A lot, a lot, a lot of big yeah. women, a lot of seven foot women bodybuilders <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting jobs, trying to lawyers. be lawyers. Yeah, um, <laughs> just painting themselves. Huge green. spike. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so they, 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 they were capitalizing on this new craze for people who were like, I want to, I love to cook, and that's what the ads were. So they, mm-hmm. they started recruiting students, and uh, the selling point, as you can imagine, was they would recruit people, like take charge of your future, mm-hmm. right? Do you want a career or do you want a job? And it was like, we we can guarantee you income, right? This sounds a lot like IT tech. Uh, that's exactly what I was just thinking it's of, yeah. Very oh, similar wow. to okay. IT tech. And mm-hmm. th- what we're about to talk about, there's a parallel story that just is the same thing. Like, oh, dope. There were similar commercials with like, uh, game. Like, do you like video games? Oh, yeah, I remember, remember that those? Yes. Like, it was like game design. They were doing the same. These were all late night advertised professional yeah. Trade schools. Mm. Okay. Do you like video games and paying your rent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to move out of your parents' basement? <laughs> yeah, they were recruiting for all sorts of things. Late night TV, which those are my favorite commercials with the exception of like the commercials they show at like 11 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, do you know, like during the weekdays. Yeah. Like on network television, mm-hmm. it's like, are you in pain? Like, can you not get out of it? It's it's clearly marketed towards people that watch like Judge Judy. Yeah, it's all like, mm-hmm. did you take this drug? Do you want to sign up this class action? It's the late night shows are all like, what's going wrong with your life? Like, do you want a better job? Yeah. This was this was how they recruited people. Okay, so you heard the commercial like you call and you get a free brosh- brochure. Next day, someone calls you. Hey, Shane. So you called about this free brochure. Let's talk about changing your life. Oh, yeah, please. And you were bombarded by high-pressure salesmen. Mm. One one uh, uh, one group said that it was like buying a used car. Like oh, wow. constantly hounded on the phone by these people that wanted to get you into culinary school. And they, and they said— <laughs> And it's under the guise of self-help, which is even worse. Because with a car salesman, you're at least like, ah, do I need this car? This, mm. But this is like, oh, I could change my life. Right. Just, mm-hmm. That's right. They prey on you. Um, and they, and there's just some of the things they said. They said, Le Cordon Bleu, we have, and this is a quote, an extensive networks of contacts and close relationships with prestigious restaurants and other food service employers where our graduates can easily obtain employment 
in one or more positions for which we promise to train you. Oh. So like that. Like we have extensive context. We have an excellent reputation. Um, We have uh, extremely high rates of jobs placements uh, in the, in the restaurant industry. So they, yeah. And, and, and so in your head, you're like, well, okay, but like, well, how much does it cost? Well, to get a chef's degree, $48,000. Holy shit. Ooh. That's just the degree. That's not living expenses or anything. That's just like <laughs> tuition. 40, that's yeah. tuition, $48,000. That's crazy. 28,000 for baking and pastry. And uh, then they had a $38,000 management program. Oh Some people did all three. Right. It's a hundred thousand dollars. And so they're like, I can't, how do I afford that? They're like, no problem. You qualify mm-hmm. for student loans, grants, Pell grants, and these federally backed student loans. And we can set you up and you won't pay anything until you're getting a really nice high paying job. Okay. I'm in. You're in, right? Yeah, even yeah. though I this know this is, is a scam, I'm in. You're, I'm yeah. ready to go. Of course you're in, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm reasonable, so I'll just do the pastry chef right. option yeah, yeah, for yeah. 28 grand. <laughs> okay, that's good. You just know you have to get up a lot earlier to be a pastry chef. That's why I wouldn't do that. That seems like a really dumb, like nobody's like, like nobody wants to be the bitch in the, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you can pay $48,000 and you can be oh. a boss or you can I pay say, twenty thousand less, and you can yeah. be the boss's bitch. I like that he said that he would be that bitch. Oh yeah, I like it. I like the. I think being the bitch yeah. is a nice value. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is a nice value for sure. Yeah. Well, and I watched the bear and the pastry chef. He he seems like he's he kind of has his own little thing going on. He's yeah. chilling. Every everybody everything else is on fire. Yeah, and, yeah, it, uh, you're right. Uh, so I think that might have swayed me a little bit. I think pastry chefs. Outside of a, a, of an environment like this, I think they are really cool. Yeah, I like a pastry yeah. chef. Like I can, I'll, I'll be honest. I can, I can cook. I can cook well. What I mean by that is like you could spread out a series of ingredients in front of me, mm-hmm. and I could make something that is delicious out of it nice. without no recipe. I can cook something. I can't bake with baking's shoot. hard. It's not intuitive like that. No, it's, no it's my science. daughter's it's, so right. good it's at it. Science. This is a yeah. conspiracy podcast. There's not a lot of science we talk about. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. We will admit yeah. baking. <laughs> baking is not magic. That, that's that's science. true. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Unless you're at elevation. Oh yeah. Then it's then it's then it's uh, magic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, like, do you ever read the back of yeah. a, oh, a yeah. cake where it's like? Right. Do this, this, this. Right. Unless, unless you're, you're in the mountains, yep. <laughs> then, you, then it needs five hours at 100 degrees. Yeah. You're like, what? And I'm, and I'm OCD, so it's Dragon's like egg I like I look up my elevation on Google just so I know exactly what the ratio needs to be, and it's like you just done it for 30. That minutes. reminds yeah. me, uh, a couple years ago, I drove with a friend uh, January, February to Boone, North Carolina. Those of you listening that don't know, Boone is our mountains and it's the the place where we have our most ski resorts and we were going to ski for a couple days uh, it, and it was it was snowing as we were approaching pretty badly and our friends where we were staying called and they were like hey you're gonna pass by a convenience store like once you once you pass that like it's gonna get steep and windy so get whatever you want so we go in we got some more beer snacks i bought a bag of lace sour cream and onion potato chips <laughs> And the bag looked like a balloon ready oh, yeah. to pop. I mean, oh, it was just, right. Just like, like, no, like it just, 
any squeeze would have blown it right. wide open. I'm like, hey, what's up with that? And this fucking guy was like, yeah, man, we're at elevation. And I'm like, that's definitely not yeah. why this bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, we're at 3,000 elevation. Yeah, that's not serious elevation. <laughs> no, not, yeah, when you told me that initially, I was like, the mountains aren't that high. I was like, oh. no way. He's like, no, man, we're at elevation. Because the air pressure in there is different than out here. And I'm like, that's... Definitely not yeah. what's going on. Like, it would have to be relative to where, I guess, the bag was sealed. Like, were they packing yeah, it in, right. like, Louisiana or something? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, somewhere, like, yeah, beneath under the ocean. sea level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the zaps. So what happened? How does that even happen? I don't know, but I took it back. And, of course, I got out to the place. I'm looking at this. I mean, it looked like a, a freaking, like, beach ball. It was just... <laughs> I mean, just one little pop and it just spewed. It's like that whale that just washed up on the beach. Do you see that? Uh, I think it was just two days ago. Some Someone was posting about it. They're like, what is this weird metallic object in the ocean? And it was <laughs> actually, it was, someone was like, I think that's a dead whale. And it was a whale upside down. It had the ridges on it. Yeah. Bloated as fuck. Just, oh, yeah. I think they exploded. They have. have right? you, that's, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, yeah. is that, did this one explode? Exploding whale. Does. Yeah. Have you seen the one where they dynamited it? Yeah, that's the, that's the yeah, story that's exploding yeah. away. Oh, that? But yeah. they do explode on their own, too. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, but not like dynamite style. <laughs> well, there, so, you know, in this culinary school uh, sort of hustle, these high-pressure salesmen convince people, like, don't worry about the cost because we can get you these student loans. And, like, by the time you have to start paying them off, like, you'll, be, you'll have a high-paying job, right? Mm-hmm. Enter into the equation – uh, the person who makes this all work, which is Sally May. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you guys familiar with Sally? Yeah, married May? to Freddie Mac, right? Yeah, Freddie, Freddie, mm-hmm. Freddie. <laughs> it's Fannie Mae. Oh, oh. Freddie, there is Freddie Mac. Yeah, I think so. These are all originally government lending institutions for different things. So, at some point, the government created these entities to manage loans for things like college. And buying a first-time home and all these things, they created these lending in- institutions mm-hmm. to help people. And one of the things that, like in this time, there was this kind of loophole that Sally Mae figured out, where they could loan money, government-backed money, for vocational, not for-profit institutions. Oh, okay. So originally, government-backed student loans, like your Stafford loans, were meant to be for for nonprofit institutions. Mm-hmm. And Fannie Mae, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Sally Mae found this loophole. There's so many names. Because what happened was, is some of these started as nonprofit institutions. And then when the Le Cordon Bleu thing happened, oh. they became for profit. There was the shifting model. And they came in and said, we'll, we'll give the loans out. We'll provide student loans for all your students so long as we are your preferred lender. Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys know how much fucking money Sally Mae was managing. No. 11 million student loans, totaling $234 billion. They were handing out government money, government secured money, hand over fist to anyone and everyone who wanted a vocational education in like the mid 2000s why was everyone shitting on vocational stuff i could have had so much student debt right now (laughs) (laughs) i could have been racking it up and to make it even worse uh they were like you make us your preferred lender we'll get everybody that has these loans 
the the sale the used car salespeople they were brilliant at it. Like they would always like like there were different ways to get more and more money, and they would call you and be like, "Ryan, I got more money for you." And these people thought like. Like, yeah. because you could get, wow, you're fighting for me. Yeah. You're yeah, fighting yeah. for me. You saw my knife skills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I got, I got some Pell grants, but most of my, my grad school was, was Stafford loans. Um, and, but like, even I remember not being exactly clear what, like what a, the difference between a Pell grant and a Stafford loan was. No, I have no idea. I got Stafford loans, but. Right. Well, Pell grants, like means. in theory, you don't have to pay back. But they were administered by the same group in North Carolina when I went. So like, like they would get you as much grant as you could. And that's what these people would do. But I think in the student's mind, they're not really sure how much you're going to have to pay back. Right. Right. Like, hmm. When someone says, I got more money for you, I would think that means you got another grant for me. Right. Not I have yeah. more of a loan. I have more of a loan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's, that's what sneaky as fuck. That's really sneaky as fuck. Right. It's like, I got more money for you. And then the fine print is to pay back later. <laughs> yeah. With interest. A lot so, of interest. Yeah. So let's. You have more money for us at the end. Yeah. So let's give some examples. Uh, Adam Corvell took out a $45,974 loan at 13.1% interest rate. Okay. He didn't want that bitch job. He was like, I'm not being pastry <laughs> chef. I want the big bucks. He want, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, when this article was written, which is a couple years ago, his balance—I'm <laughs> sorry to laugh—it was one hundred and forty-five thousand three hundred seventy-one dollars. And he'd been paying on it. He had been paying on it. Yeah, with the money he's making as fine <laughs> dining restaurant. No, 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 that's no. the problem. Oh, no. uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a line cook at a restaurant making fourteen dollars an hour. Holy shit! Adam. They paid twenty at Wendy's now. <laughs> Well, they, they didn't uh, when this article. No, was no, I know that, but still. Uh, God, just- Tanif Stephenson took out two loans totaling $16,365 to finance her culinary education. Uh, she's paid $14,608. So in theory, she should owe about $2,000 more. Mm-hmm. But with an interest rate of 13.125%, her balance is $42,385. Jesus. But the good news about her is that she works Died. as a cashier oh. at a cafeteria. Oh, so she can skim. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fucking pay that. The off. reason these two things are are important is because uh, both Adam and Tanif, uh, one who make is a line cook and one who is a cashier, they are both considered by the Cordon Blues job placement statistics to be people who got jobs in the industry. Oh my God. Success stories. Success yeah. stories. Yeah. We, we are people leave here oh, and they man. get jobs. They never mention at all that you could get these exact same jobs without any education no, whatsoever. Yeah. I worked, I was a dishwasher. Yeah. Did and if I wanted to make, for that? if I wanted to make the jump, Line cook. I right. think I, yeah. I would have been. I don't know. Maybe a year Did away. Did you go to Hobart <laughs> yeah. University? Does that ring a bell? Hobart? No. Hobart's like the the the. That's the dishwashing machine. Uh, oh oh. oh they're made okay. by Hobart. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, I worked with the EcoLab. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. I think yeah. that's. I thought EcoLab was the the detergent. Oh, that could be. They do a lot of stuff. They Ho- make the Ho- thing that blows the flies out of the door. I went through go, a Hobart one time. You went through it. Like you know how you 
you do dishes. Your skin in a, didn't fall off. It's like three hundred. You put 000. your you put your body through I a dishwasher. Hundred percent, like an MRI. <laughs> My entire body went through. We cooled the water down. And you, you're not a superhero. Yeah, you sound no, like no, you're dumb just, enough to get one of these loans. No, no, it was. Uh, it did not feel great. I'll be. Honest. It felt like going through a a, a, a car wash. It was a really high pressure. Uh, the water was was we turned the hot water oh, off. Okay. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say like but, scalding hot. Like, this it was a- like at summer camp. We all worked in the kitchen at summer camp, and we were like as a like, oh. bonding experience. At the end, we all was. I do kind of like sat it. on a tray. That's a and fun. It, it, like, and especially with turning off the hot water, it becomes kind of a fun hazing ritual. It was oh, pretty. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty For, fun. You know, it was pretty fun. Yeah. We also had women on staff too. So like watching them go through, we're like, oh, this, this is, is crazy. Really- what kind Oof, of job this was this? This is great. Uh, um, so, so to back back to this, uh, the problem <laughs> is that uh, the people that went to this culinary institutes, they graduated only to realize that Le Cordon Bleu had stamped their name on the shittiest culinary schools in uh. the country, like. One of them was the Culinary California Culinary Academy, CCA. And in the industry, those graduates were known as CCA can't cook anything. Wow. Mm. Like chefs said that like when I saw somebody with a CCA degree, like Cordon Bleu slash CCA, that that was a the demerit on them. Like they were right. yeah. they better off with no experience. Yeah, I would yeah. rather have someone who hadn't learned anything. Right. Than someone who had learned from that institution, because right. wow. all you know about them is they're dumb enough to fall for that. They fell. Yeah. They they fell for that. They're in a ridiculous amount of debt, so they they're they're going to have money trouble. Right. Right. So like they're constantly going to be yeah. looking for a better job or, or mm-hmm. more pay, and they've been trained poorly. And, and they th- yeah yeah. The worst thing is to be trained poorly, where you think you know what you're doing, right? And you're like, that's terrible. That's right. why we are where right. we are with the government right now. Well, it's it's <laughs> I mean, and here's the problem with these loans: is these people's got they got these loans. And they're backed by the government, so you can't even discharge them in bankruptcy. Oh shit! Because the so even if you cl- declare even if you declared bankruptcy, the government would be like, "Well, we're still coming after those loans." So any money that you would make, the government would put a lien on it and take their money back. Holy shit! And it was all perpetrated by Sally May in conspiracy with these culinary stools. Who employed high pressure sales to get people to sign up, late night commercials, telling you to change your life, huh. convincing you to do this, and then loaning you the money. We're like, don't think about it, just go. Your life will be better than a year or two later. You get out and you're working at like Starbucks. And they 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 fabricated job placement data, they fabricated average salary data. Because what they would do is they would have one person who went back to their old job as a lawyer making $200,000 a year. Mm. And they would factor right. that person's salary oh, in. The, right. the, average salary the average salary post is. Cordon Bleu. Right. Yeah, raises all right. boats. And no matter if you had did anything related to the food and beverage industry, they would include that in your So like if you're a job. Cutco knife salesman, they're like, well, he works right. in the right. industry. No, yeah. no, it's you're not wrong. I mean, That's like. That's crazy. They just, they, and so. Uh, is Sally May a real person, or is this just what it's called? It's not like a, a Mrs. Not a Butterworth real, type thing. No, I think Miss Butterworth. No, one of them is real, not Miss Butterworth. What's the other one? 
Uncle Aunt Ben. Jemima. Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima was real. I think Aunt Jemima was it. One of them is. Okay. One of those racist tropes was, was actually actual, like, actual person who started a business like. Oh, interesting. Uh, what's the cookie one? Famous Amos. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Of. So he got fucked, by the way. Did he? Oh yeah. Oh, he got f- royally fucked. Out of the the you know the famous Amos cookies yeah that, like, yeah, yeah of course yeah he he got oh, screwed over by whoever bought the patent or the I was trade secret from him yeah damn how do you yeah. steal a trade secret for cookies this sounds like a Phoebe uh, friends thing but it's the like famous her- Amos brand did well but he didn't see any of that money mm. he 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 sold it I don't know the story and I think I may be wrong but I, I think <laughs> he uh, but I'm definitely right about what I've said so far. But I also think like he might have invested in like a women's wrestling league or something weird. <laughs> he, got a, he got a bunch of money. That's what Glow is about. And then yeah. like realized that like it was kind of typical. Like they bought the recipe and then he was like, well, I'm going to start my own bakery. And they were like, yeah, but you can't make cookies. And he's like, well, I'll make them this way. They're like, no, go read the contract. You can't no make cookies. Like you can't. Oh, it's like a non-compete complete. Right, right. It was, it was something really, he got really screwed. I don't remember it. And of course, you know, we're going to get a fucking nasty email about somebody. <laughs> like, but I know that, I know that 95% of what I've said is, is <laughs> but I do think he had like a, like he, he like dumped a bunch of money in like women's wrestling or something. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll fact check this after like, the pod. Hell yeah. Good for you, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Put that cookie money to good use. What if you, if you got, if you, somebody bought like, you know, something, somebody says, hey, I like you, that joke you wrote, I'll give you 10 million for it. Yeah. What's the most ridiculous thing you'd spend it on? Women's Ooh. wrestling? Bowflex? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I've had people pitch me like, hey, you want to invest in my gym? Oh, gym, really? I'm, I'm going to open a gym. Right. We, we were looking for investors. I feel like I could get talked into that. Yeah, I bet they do that a lot. That's like, not that crazy, though. I feel like no. it's not a no. Do, are gyms successful? I mean, like some on of them are. I don't, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I mean, that's true of everything, though. I, I didn't know if like it was like horror movies, like you know, like horror movies always make money. Oh no, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? It's like the most successful genre of any film. Oh, wow. Yeah, but why is it that most uh, like low budget B movies are horror movies? Like. Like how do they, those do those make oh, money? Oh yeah, probably because yeah, the no. trade off is good. Oh yeah, yeah right, right. they don't have to be oh, done well. Right, no, that makes no, sense. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's I, that could be part of it. Like a horror movie, it's not like the acting has to be great. No, you right. just need people to be you know, yell yeah. and be covered in blood. Yeah, yeah half the time a, you're watching it because it's dumb, not because it's good. Right. They're hilarious. Yeah, they're yeah. hilarious. It's like this podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> dumb, but I like it. <laughs> so the last thing that, that uh, I want to say is that uh, in 2001. 766,000 Americans attended for-profit universities, okay? By 2010, because of this exact scheme that we're talking about, that number had ballooned to 2.4 million students. Hmm. So uh, these lenders had become what uh, one commentator called the darling of Wall Street, that that, uh, the revenue that they were bringing in from the interest rates. They knew Sally Mae, and this was all part of a lawsuit against Sally Mae that, that has just wrapped up, that they knew these students were going to default on their loans. Yeah. They knew they weren't mm-hmm. going to pay them off. But they were like, we can charge such high interest rates that as long as they pay off some of it, we can just make 
an insane amount of fucking money. And they did. We're talking like revenues uh, in 2005 for the Career Education Corporation, which ran a bunch of these for-profit schools, was $1.8 billion. Oh, my God. And it was all through this partnership where Sally Mae said, we're your preferred lender. We'll get them federal loans. They're guaranteed by the government. So you're definitely not, your, your investors don't need to worry about bankruptcy claims. And you just get them to go and take these schools, go to these schools. Yeah. And so for-profit, mm-hmm. all those for-profit schools we're talking about for gaming and IT tech and all that stuff, it was all part of this federal loan scam that transpired. And the federal government, so Sally Mae was, they were a government entity or they were independent, like an independent business that was using government Money. They were originally a government entity okay. that kind of like Geico was originally a government oh, was it really? insurance. Like, hmm. That's a government employee insurance company. But not anymore. But not anymore. Okay. So basically like they that. knew the inside workings of the bureaucracy and knew how to get the money out of the government and then utilized it to fleece the general public. Correct. And the reason the government created these institutions was to make it easy for people to go to college. That's- that's why the government has a federal loan program. Mm. It's why the government has a first-time home buyer, right? Because at some point in American history, we decided that people that are educated and own homes are better citizens, oh, which isn't a bad notion. Notion, yeah. right. So we want to make it easy for people to go to college, so okay. we'll make the loan process. That's why like, you can get a college loan no matter what your credit score is. Oh, really? I mean, what do you think these people go into Fucking night school for oh, pastry yeah. chefs have 700 credit scores. No, they were. No, yeah. No, it's like there's no credit score. Like they'll, lo- I mean, they'll loan you $80,000 with basically no credit or shitty credit. Man, I got to get some new stuff. I can use that money. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I went to grad school, there was a guy that had a full scholarship, but he took out the max amount of student loans. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I was like, Mark, why did you do that? He's like, oh, I just put it into an investment account. And so, because you don't pay anything until oh, you graduate. Oh, I was smart. So yeah. it'll accrue some, it'll, yeah, so he's it'll just grow. Like, yeah, I'll make like $12,000 just sitting on that money. And then I'll I'll just take the principal, pay it off. And then I'll take the cash. And I was Can like, you still do that? I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. you have to oh, be in yeah. a position where you don't actually need any of the money. Yes, you so need I to, can. So I'm saying I can do yeah, this. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a you coddled little enrolled, baby. You have I to can be do in this. school though. Like, I mean, I can. I can. The easiest way not pass. to pay off your student loans is to stay in school forever. Is that why so many people stay in yes, school? Yes, because if you're yeah, in you school, it gets deferred, and you can keep deferring it. That's why all those people hang out at players retreat, just yes. drinking beer. Drinking this, beer and they're like, you're 80 years old, and you're still on campus. What the fuck is going on? Or or PhD. Yeah, yeah. When I was a student, I hated this guy. But now I, I respect the, the play mm-hmm. is uh, at NC State University, there was a there was a slumlord who owned a ton of student housing. Now, if you're a student at NC State and you have a minor legal, they have a they have a, a law office. Probably most colleges do. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, like, if you get in a tenant landlord tenant dispute or something like that, you can go to this law office and they will help you and assist you. In that dispute. One stipulation, though, <laughs> is that it can't be against another NC State student. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> took one class 
every semester for like his entire Crazy. property. Is he still alive? Uh, no, he, he, okay, he good. managed. I was like, I don't want to get sued over this. <laughs> he just revealed guy, information. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he, fuck that. So like, so like, they'd be like, "Where do you live?" Like, he's yeah. a student. And he'd be like, "Holy shit!" I kind of respect it now. That's a genius move. It is a genius move. And they're not allowed to like turn him down for, and and, how, like, from for enrollment. What? For yeah, for what? yeah, just for being a slumlord. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's a public thing. It's not. It's, it's not a public right, yeah, profit. Yeah. So yeah, you know, he's just. It's just. He's just going to school, man. Try to better my life. <laughs> he probably got sued a couple times and he was just like oh fuck this there's yeah. gotta be a loophole here and he found it crazy clever but Very but clever. back to this thing like that's how you got your student loans you keep going to school okay but again uh, the good news for those of you listening who are like I hate this story it's <laughs> yeah. not even a conspiracy it I mean, kind of is. is it, it kind of is probably, it's a yeah. Easily provable one is the thing and that's right, right, I'm right. actually I, I didn't know what conspiracy we were going to dig into when I came on today and this one's very, uh, it's very grounded in reality. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not yeah, Bigfoot. We, we often, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, which we love Bigfoot. He's a, he's a good friend. Yeah. Uh, but I think that like why it came to my mind was because I think there has been outrage about the student loan debt mm-hmm. uh, forgiveness that, and, and look, I'm not, if you're, if you're mad about it, I'm not trying to talk you off that ledge. All I'm saying is like, you need to understand it from the perspective of someone like, a guy in 2009 who took out $60,000 yeah. at 15%. Yeah. Sorry you went to Full Sail University, but you got right. robbed. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and did it, <laughs> and did it because oh, really? oh, no. a used car salesman, he's four, 14 beers deep after yeah. cooking at the restaurant all night. And he's sort of like, do you want to change your life? Go to culinary school. And he asked for a free brochure. And 14 days later, he's borrowed seventy thousand dollars which would never go away no matter how much he yeah. paid unless mm-hmm. he just struck it rich that's just like having a kid that's the fastest way to ruin your life if you yeah. didn't want it thanks man I no know. i mean you have three it's different well yeah you chose yeah i chose <laughs> i gotta be reincarnated like four times right. you gotta just yeah. stayed in school uh <laughs> does that work for kids too so you just have to keep having kids. <laughs> just keep having kids you never have to pay it you never have to ever pay child support that's what it is. that is a that is true though is it true it's just like no, no, oh, no, okay. no, because, uh, right, like eventually to be a deadbeat dad, I haven't looked at this too deeply, but <laughs> if you have one kid and they're like, well, you have, let's make the Matthews, you have $100,000 mm-hmm. a year, you're going to give 2000 a month to your to your mom, your baby mama. Yeah. What if you have 12 kids? Oh. But it's like, I don't have that much I don't money. Have, yeah. yeah, I don't have a job. I, don't, like, I have 12 kids. It's like, then it becomes real problematic. Oh, yeah. And they just end up on in jail where the government pays for everything. Crazy. So that's how guys get out of it. People get out of it, not just guys. And just wow. have an illegal amount of kids. A li- just <laughs> you literally insane insane amount of kids. If you broke yeah. the law. It's like, <laughs> where's the money? It's like, well, I had to give her this baby. You broke God's law with this one. Yeah. They have so many. Well, I do want to say, for those of you that hate this idea, that uh, this whole story is that on Thursday, January 3rd, 2019, uh, the one of the major lawsuits with Sally May, Le Cordon Bleu, uh, and one other like the Career Education Corporation, uh, they were settled for like five hundred million dollars in loan forgiveness. And essentially, most of the people had a had an avenue uh, for loan forgiveness at at this time for these for these oh, culinary okay. loans. So, so most people had already gotten help. They well, it, but but here's the thing: it came out of like 
thankfully profits from Le Cordon Bleu and Sally Mae. Oh, okay, things, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the, what we're dealing with now is like, well, that's great for people that signed up for culinary school, but like, what about people that signed up for other like le, le, quote unquote legitimate universities and shit like that? Yeah. I mean, like, like, I mean, in some ways I think we've all been sold on this idea of education and the pandemic, I think, really shuffled the deck in a way where a lot of people realize that not I, I, I think that education has value outside of your vocation. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I want my kids to go to college because I want your views to be challenged. I want you to live in a dorm or in a shared space where you have to get along with people that you don't like. Yeah. Like I, I want, I want all the, I want you to read books that are difficult for you to read. And I mean, both difficult in like the academic intellect way, but also like in the ideas they present. Right. Sure. Like, there's a you, lot of good. You hold in- education very high. I don't think I got any of that when my, when I, I went to college. Well, I just, I, I do believe that like, like children graduate high school in 2022 and they are so emotionally and intellectually immature. Oh yeah. That like, like you think you look back at like the fourteen year olds in the nineteen twenties, and they'd like, you know, they're, they're coal miners. They had jobs, like, right? Right. I'm they're saying, lying about their age so they can go to war, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hey, kid, want to go to war? We can <laughs> right. sign you up right now. Yeah, I need right. a fake ID so yeah. I can get into the war. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, yeah, and I'm like, I, I think that the way that our our our, our society is structured, I want my kids to go. To get get that experience somewhere, if it's not college, yeah, get it somewhere. What else. I think one of the benefits along those lines is that you even the stuff that is very challenging that you don't even like chemistry. I had to take some chemistry in college, mm-hmm. and I didn't grasp hardly any. It's so advanced, and so. But what I mm-hmm. did under I could glean from the lectures. I was like, oh, this is an entire field that there are people that understand this shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it just you you have respect for that institution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. lets you know, you know that you're not smart, which I think is very important. Yes. I guess that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, is yeah. You know, you know, when, when research is being done on this thing or that thing, yeah. you know, if, if you start thinking like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. You probably just aren't understanding. Right. Exactly. And we talk about mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on this pod that, you know, it's a, uh, it's a fun pod. We make conspiracies fun. We yeah. have a good time. But if you dove into the science on a lot of this stuff, you'd be like, Oh, honestly, a lot of the stuff you talk about probably could be solved in this way, in this way, in this way, which I think is important. And uh, that I think that there's too many people that are just like, no, my, I, what I say is the truth because I think it's true. And right. it's like, that's yeah. not necessarily true. You, there's science and there's. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I, if I watch a flat wrong. earth video on YouTube, they're going to make a few points that I can't, I can't debunk. Right. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, I know that's wrong, but I can't tell you why. Yeah. I can't talk you through why. Yeah. But I trust that it is because I went to college <laughs> right. and I was like, damn, these people are smart as hell. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's an interesting proposition in the sense that, that if we think about the educational system, uh, in the way there's this great book, uh, by a philosopher called discipline and punish, hmm. uh, Michael Foucault, if anybody uh, recognizes the name, but he traces the modern, uh, college back to the the penitentiary the oh, the wow. design of like that that what we think about as education was actually grew out of Jeremy Bentham's theories on how to 
how to punish people in so prison. It's indoctrination, not education. That that's what that's what yeah. that's what Foucault basically argues. And, and 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 maybe I'm just like, yeah, he's right, but like you're indoctrinating people, hopefully in a way that they can think for themselves. Like right, yeah, like yeah, if you're indoctrinating yeah. people to say, I want to learn to think critically. That's what I like about college. The vocational part, I just I just I know so few people that the job they're doing is what they went to college for. Right. Like your yeah. your vocation comes somehow later on in life or something. And I'm just saying like like some maybe that's that's my final thoughts. Like I I want to separate those two so that we don't end in a situation like I'm not talking about community college. I'm not talking right. but yeah, yeah. maybe we we don't make people pay $75,000 to cook or to be a chef. Like right. Like right. let's let's I, I wish we had a system of education where the average American graduated from whatever we consider the norm and says, hey, this is the normal amount of college that most people have. Right. You can think for yourself. You know how to read. You know how to do research. You know how to think critically. Now go figure out what you want to do with your life. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I mm-hmm. wish uh, was definitely more because I th- I think that I went to school for illustration and design and I hate graphic design right now. Cause I realized, and I have plenty of friends that like, that was their passion. And now they're like, right. fuck this business. I hate this. And I wish that we were given the opportunity. And I know on some level we are with lower level classes, but having to choose a track and focus on that for four years, what if, why can't we just say, I'm into all these things. And you do one class, like, you know what, right. maybe, uh, the reconstruction of the South, uh, history class is not for me. Cause, uh, right. but you know, I'll, I'll drop history. I'm not good at history, but I like right. these things. And then you just whittle it down. Maybe it's more of like a Plinko type where you, or uh, yeah. what's, what's the game where you kind of whittle down? I don't know if it's a game or not, but. Uh, guess who? <laughs> yeah, guess who. It's guess, guess who. It's guess job. It should be guess job. Yes. So basically it's like, I like this. I like this. What I don't a great like that. game it's, where you like, yeah. uh, like we say like have to get up at nine before nine. Yeah. So many people found themselves in jobs and careers where they're like, I hate, Oh, I remember now. My job. I hate what I'm doing. And I'm doing it mostly because I did I I took all this money out and I'm 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 trying to pay it. Right. Back. You're trying to make it worth it. And you're like, but I don't even like it. And I think yeah. that's the the impetus behind this student debt thing. I mean, the student debt issue has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was being litigated in these lawsuits against these people in like this particular case. But I think the student loan forgiveness is steeped in this whole idea yeah to like we have been sold this idea in america that like yeah you go to college you take out a bunch of money if you can't afford it and you get a job and then you work right well you don't want you don't want the thing that you paid all that money for to be worth nothing which is i think is the same trap that people get into with um well, I stormed the Capitol, but maybe these ideas are wrong. I I can't go back on what I oh, thought right, about right. this oh, thing. Yeah, you know, right, yeah. I think it's one of those things where you're so invested you can't go back um, with education a lot of right. times, which is unfortunate. Um, final thought. Final thought. Uh, you know what? Stop. Uh, stop preying on people, you fucks. Uh, I know you don't listen to this podcast, <laughs> people with money, uh, but if you did get the ten thousand dollar Patreon level, that would help us out a lot. Um, but I think it's unfortunate because there's all these. I think most Americans, it's it's definitely a and probably people over the world, it's definitely a an issue that goes much deeper. It's not about education. It's about quality of life and things like that. So what they're preying on is uh, aspirational goals of people because we're born into poverty or we're born into these situations we can't get out of. And they're like, 
hey, but I can help you, buddy. Yeah. Just grab onto my hand. Don't look behind this curtain, but I'll help you out. Uh, and it's unfortunate that 90% of businesses out there are using us like this just because they can right. make money on us. What do you, th- you think? Here's, what you, here's my question to you. Do you think that the pendulum is going to swing and all of a sudden, because we don't have enough HVAC repairmen, mm-hmm. we don't have enough carpenters and plumbers and guys in highly academic careers with masters and mm-hmm. they, you know, eight years of education are looking out and they're going like, Hey, that guy works outside. It's already happened. And they're, they're I'm, I, why don't I just do that? I could do that. It's already happened. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Then, then, so. then you're going to, it's going to swing that way. And, all and then of you a have sudden, no scientists. Then you're going to be like, yeah. we have no one who knows how to like work this, you know, the soundboard of this computer program. Well, and that's why no one knows what the pyramids are for. Right. Cause we all decide we just need to fix plumbing. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i yeah. mean i think eventually we'll hopefully find the equilibrium but i think it does it's cyclical so you're like well we got to do this with science yeah. and i watched an interesting uh interview the other day that said um science itself like once people realized that science was really important and they could make money off it all these people got into scientific industries not to better society but to make money off it because they would get right. things like grants right and get things right. like that so mm-hmm. um, yeah and i think you know I think it's just cyclical. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I think, and let me state, my wife's a teacher. I think teachers should be paid more. However, there's some point where teachers are paid too much. Oh, man, you're getting canceled. For sure I am. (laughs) By some point, you mean like uh, at a higher education? No, I mean like middle school, elementary school teacher, third grade teacher, where it's like, yeah, I make $85,000 a year. I just do a shitty job with these third graders. And I, <laughs> oh, I, see. I get my summers off. It's a sweet life. Right. And you're like, we don't want it to be so lucrative that like frat bros are take like- Take advantage of it. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Like, there's yeah. this weird sweet spot. Yeah. I think teachers are paid too little. Oh, absolutely. But like, if you incentivize a job with high pay- then you get people that like people all want to do that. Right. right? Who like, aren't even into it. Learn, like, I don't, that's I don't, me. I, yeah. I don't care about it. I'm just, it just right. pays my bills. That's my point with me. Right. I like, I get paid good to sit around and do nothing except for a couple hours a day. And I'm like, yeah. that's, that's got not a good for me or society. Well, it's not mm-hmm. good. For, I'm doing that. Same yeah, yeah. thing. And I'm just, I'm, I'm playing video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, good. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like the, like, I mean, how many immigrants are like, my parents wanted to be me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Those oh, were yeah. the options. It's like, yeah, if teacher, Right. Paid well. Yeah. That would be one of, that would be on the list. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you have yeah. been being right. forced into this. Like I hate kids, but right. Yeah. I got right. it. But I got to do it. the expectation. And, yeah. 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 There's no, it's almost like there's no right answer for any of life. Weird. <laughs> well, this is a happy podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today. What's your final thought, right? My final thought is like, yeah, I mean, it's cliche, but just don't like you were saying, uh, stop preying on people. Yeah. And exploitative. Definitely. Yeah. But also, uh, just, you know, if you want to, if you want to cook or whatever, just you can just go start doing it. Yeah. I feel like Do that's it. what you're saying with your Do situation. Yeah. You're like, yeah. just start doing it. Just start. Mm-hmm. St- think about the life you want to have. Yeah. And just start making strides in that direction yep. you know, however you can. Yeah. And and at best, college might teach you how to do that in a way, mm-hmm. like how to navigate those systems of like, okay, I want to get yeah. to here. How do I get there? Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting. We've, we've taught... Uh, We've talked about this a lot, and I think in comedy this is the biggest thing is uh, a lot of times you're like, oh, why am I not excelling in this field or I'm not excelling in this part of uh, my life, whether it's comedy or my job or whatever. And it's a lot of people just don't show up. You just got to sh- keep oh, – yeah. like, Oh, right, right. I, like I've pointed that out a lot. People are like, man, 
people have been doing comedy three years and they're hanging out with like all these famous people. I'm like, they just, you just got to keep showing up. Oh yeah. Like that's the thing. Absolutely. It's like for every job, yes. it's not comedy. It's like, if you're yeah, into history, go true. to fucking history talks, yeah. go to oh, yeah. fucking school, right. go do things like that. Yeah. So, you start hanging around the right places long enough. Yep. Something's going to happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Well, very interesting, man. Hey, before this is fun. We, yeah. Before we get out of here, Ryan, where can uh, our listeners find and follow you? Catch you do comedy or any of that kind of uh, that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I don't have anything real specific to promote right now, but yeah, go to uh, ryanbrowncomedy.com. I keep that updated with all my shows and Ryan Brown Comedy on Instagram. Hell That's yeah, awesome. Well, check them out. Very very funny. And if yeah. you're ever in the Raleigh area or somewhere where Ryan's performing, definitely catch a live show because it is really really awesome. Very excited to have you on. Thanks for coming out. Uh, this has been Conspiracy Beer Meat. I'm still Justin Scream. I'm Shane Smith, and this was... Ryan Brown. Peace. Peace.